0: Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss six questions in nine minutes because leaders know how to be concise. We'll go ahead and jump right
1: to it. First question, in a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, My name is Rob McNeely and I am co-founder of a cryptocurrency project called Tusk, which stands for the Universal Settlement Coin. Great. Well, question number two, what is the best thing about working with a team? you can get more done with a properly motivated and properly assembled team. I think you can get a lot more done than if you're just an individual, uh, bottom line. I I know lots of great entrepreneurs that if you give them any one task of a business, they generally can accomplish whatever they need to accomplish. The problem is running and building an operation takes more hands than just generally a single entrepreneur can do. So ultimately, uh, good teams extend and and increase the value of whatever the project is you're working on.
0: Fantastic. Question number three, which kind of goes along with what you were just talking about, but I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge
1: to get team members engaged. Tell me your thoughts. I'm probably a heretic when it comes to this. I, I don't think that you can necessarily engage unmotivated people. I think ultimately the The biggest determinant of outcomes when it comes to building a team is gonna be how you pick it, how you assemble that team. And so I think that if you pick a really good team uh, and you're really strict and and go through a very rigorous methodology when you're attracting, you know, team members, you're going to have not a lot of problem and you're not going to have to put a lot of energy into, quote unquote, made, you know, motivating and engaging with them. And I think a lot of times people, you know, get frustrated when they're trying to motivate people that are just inherently not motivated. Uh, I think there is a lot to be said about, you know, that internal work ethic that people have. Now, that doesn't mean that you ignore a good team. You have to keep a team on track. Um, but as far as you know, keeping engagement going and keeping motivation going with teams, I think you need to just focus on um, hiring and finding the best teams, you you know, team people you can get. Uh, and I think that a lot of organizations don't spend enough time doing that up front. They don't do that work up front. Uh, and I think they end up paying for it and they try to just, you know, you know, it's, it's a big, it's a big problem with a lot of corporate type entities where they just are like, how do I motivate these people? I'm like, you picked them wrong. Let's just start there. If you're having a, if you're struggling, motivating your team, you probably pick the wrong team to begin with.
0: Great comments. I could not agree more that hiring is, you're right, often overlooked and it's a big, uh, Big hurdle when you get further down the road. So that's a great comment. Question number four, what other piece of advice do you have for leaders of teams?
1: Well, you know, even dovetailing back into what I was saying is you need to hire right. Um, but then, you know, that, that covers a lot of things, right? This is a really quick interview. So it's like, you know, what kind of things do you need to do to figure out, you know, the right types of personalities and skill sets? But you also have to figure out, okay, will this person fit in my organization? Yes or no What do they, what do they bring to the table? Do they fill a gap um, in skills or technology or what have you? But on top of that, you need to find the right place within an organization for those people so there 's a lot of really, really talented individuals that are not natural leaders and I think uh, a lot of prob- you know a lot of uh, organizations and companies they're in this mindset that I need to, you know, bring up to the level of, you know, raise people up in the organization just because they've been there long enough, you know, and this is a really common problem. Unfortunately, a lot of, you know, say subject matter experts, uh, technician types, they may not feel comfortable moving up into more managerial roles. Maybe that's not what they want. Maybe it's not what they're passionate about. And I think what I would recommend to people that are trying to hire and recruit is that, don't try shoving, you know, square pegs in round holes. You know, find out if this is the right thing uh, for that individual person if they're you know, going to go into a certain part of your organization. I think you need to really match that. So, there's a lot of people, for instance, that may not be good subject matter experts or technicians, but they're whizzes at sales or they're whizzes at management, uh, they're whizzes at project management. And those are the ones that you're going to want to raise up to help, you know, become the backbone of the company and grow the company. But there may not be the, you know, the technician kind of people that you have in your organization so i think make sure you get the right people on the bus and put them in the right seats
0: great comments great comments question number five what other successful leaders of teams would you like to recognize that have had a positive influence in your life
1: in my life you know that's interesting because um uh I would say even the current team I'm on right now uh, as a co-founder of a cryptocurrency project we're a decentralized project so what I've found is I really like working with my team because I've hand reached out and recruited most of them and they're some amazing individuals they're very talented and I'm and I'm not only I'm blessed that they want to work on our project Um, and so I think you know, i'm I'm real appreciative of that. Um, if you look at some of the winning organizations uh, in history, Uh, I I really like what Elon Musk is doing, to be honest, and and I'm not necessarily a Tesla fanboy, but um, they've put together some amazing teams throughout their different organizations and companies. And I think they're innovative and it's about results. Uh, I also think that Bridgewater Capital, Ray Dalio, I I really like his philosophy on things is that it comes down to, you know, what are you producing and, and meritocracy and letting the best people rise. Uh, And I think in this country we're running away from meritocracy and I think that's a problem, but I would focus on and recommend and like to highlight, you know, some of the people that focus on that meritocracy and just having excellence as part of the corporate culture. And so any organization that does that should be recognized for that. I think.
0: Fantastic. Sixth and final question. Tell us about your first job.
1: I was a paper boy in Michigan where I was growing up and so it was interesting, I, I'm, you know, I'm almost 50, and so when I was growing up, there was very different, uh, I think, expectations about kids working when they're in, you know, high school and junior high. <clears throat> and I see that uh, kids don't work as much anymore. Um, But when I was a kid, uh, the first major job I had was like literally lugging the Detroit news around in a little satchel in the middle of the wintertime in Michigan when it was, you know, zero degrees out. Um, And I did, I was a paper boy for about three years. And it taught me a lot. I had to, you know, have to go prospect for new clients. I had to collect money. I had to pay bills. And I mean, I was doing that when I was like 10 and 11. And so I think that was probably one of the things that, um, I learned a lot about business, but I also remember that that was one of the hardest and coldest jobs I've ever had. If I had to think back of what I remember about that is freezing a lot in the wintertime walking around in newspapers.
0: I can relate. I grew up in Oregon and uh, had a paper out as well at the same age. And we don't get quite as cold there in Oregon as you did in Michigan. But nonetheless, uh, winters and even the heat of the summer can be... Uh, can be a little brutal. bit uh, more challenging for a, a young whippersnapper to be out there delivering papers.
1: So, <laughs>
0: was well, that your uh, first job, or, or yeah, I would call that the first one. You know, and then uh, went into some other things. Uh, worked for a dining room in a, in a resort when I was a little bit older, which was a, a great experience. So uh, yeah, did all sorts of fun little things. So.
1: I remember when I was six. I remember when I was 16, I was, it would be illegal now, I think. I was working in a shop rebuilding alternators and starters. And I remember putting my hands in chemicals and working around equipment. I would, you know, I, I don't think a child, illegal, it'd be illegal <laughs> for a kid to do that now. Right. Um, but, you know, I remember doing those kind of jobs when I was growing up. And, and you know, I think they learned some valuable things from it. And I wish we we could get kids to work again. I, I think, you know, having the society where we don't have children working anymore, I think ultimately we're losing out on uh kids getting valuable experience and valuable work ethic, uh, uh, you know, principles. And I think I'm shocked at how many kids are coming out of high school and college never having ever worked. And I believe that I think everybody should have to do some manual labor and do some manual work and maybe do some crappy fast food job because it gives people perspective. And I don't think, I think we're losing that in the United States right now, kind of as a culture, I think we're losing some really valuable educational opportunities for kids.
0: This has been my favorite question. Um, It's, it's a fun question, obviously, but uh, it's been neat to hear all of these different entrepreneurs and CEOs talk about their first job and the lessons that they learned. And you can see a lot of parallels and sometimes you see they, they have an experience that wasn't so positive positive that steered them to the direction that they're in now. They're like, I know now what I don't want to do. And so it's been a fun, uh, a fun question to discuss. So thank you for sharing that. And Rob, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you?
1: Uh, sure, I'm easy to find. Uh, on Twitter and on my podcast, you can find that. You can find me just at robmcneely.com. robmcneely.com. And then for our cryptocurrency project, Tusk, it's just network t-u-s-c dot network. Fantastic.
0: This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can find us on LinkedIn by searching Blue Sky Business Consulting. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.